I wasn't recording this whole time. Oh, why did I say that? Why did I say that? That was really bad. Yeah, God, I'm rambling. Bro, the devil does not want me to do this podcast right now. Hello everyone, my name is Sarah Kastner and you are listening to the very first episode of Graciously Saved Podcast. Yeah! I don't have one of those little fancy recorder things, so I'm just going to insert applause now. Woohoo! I am just so happy that I'm starting this now. This is a surreal moment for me because it's been in the works where I want to say it's been like a year now. Um, I've honestly been waiting for like the perfect opportunity or the perfect timing, but there is no such thing as we all know. So it's either now or never and here I am. So this is going to be a Christian-based podcast and the purpose of it is to share love, healing, and life with you all. That is my motto for today. I don't really have one, so it's probably going to keep changing and evolving, but it works for today to share love, healing, and life. I honestly feel like we live in such a broken world that is full of people who are just not healed from their traumas. And I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to be a result of my trauma. I want to be identified as a child of God who has been set free. And I really hope and pray that this podcast reflects just that. I know that this podcast is going to be for the hearts that are heavy. I really feel it in my spirit that this is going to help a lot of people who are broken, who are confused, who have tough questions that they need answers for. I know that this podcast is going to help people who carry trauma with them. For those who can't look at childhood pictures without feeling triggered, I know that this podcast is going to help those who have a burden that is too heavy for them to carry. I feel that in my spirit so deeply and I really just pray that it helps you in all aspects of your life. I know that God is so intentional and nothing is a coincidence. So if you're listening to this, I know that it is not a coincidence. When you listen to any of my episodes, I hope and pray that you just hear Jesus and see Jesus through it. Not me, not my story, but I hope that I can just reflect the light of God. That's just what I want to be. I just want to be a mirror reflecting his goodness and his grace and his light. So with that being said, I was really wondering what I wanted my first episode to be about because I mean, I wanted to do the typical, like my testimony type of thing, but I really can't go into depth just yet with my testimony. You guys will understand why in the future when I actually share it, but for now it's just not quite ready yet. So I'll share little bits and pieces of it just so that you guys can kind of get a feel for who I am, why I started this podcast in the first place, because if you would have known me two years ago, this would probably be very surprising to you that I'm talking about God and that I'm starting a Christian faith-based podcast. Um, but if you know me in my week to week or month to month life, then this should be no surprise to you. And if it is, then I am not doing my job as a Christian. At the beginning of every episode, I definitely want to share roses and thorns with you guys because what better way to get to know each other than to share the highlights and the low points of our weeks 
And mine is always going to be pretty interesting. It's probably going to be about my health issues, honestly. Um, one thing that you're definitely going to hear a lot about is my health journey. That's really what led me to Christ. And um, you guys are going to hear a little bit more about that in this episode and the episodes to come. So my low point, so my thorn would be that my iron is extremely low. My body does not absorb iron at all. So my iron level right now is at a level three. Yes, three. I think it's supposed to be at a 50 is what my doctor said. And um, my, so I'm always tired. I'm always, always tired. Um, I'm not used to that. I'm used to being the person who is like on the go and always energetic, always full of life. And Ever since my body stopped absorbing iron, which was like last year, I've been so, so tired and just ready for a nap at any point of the day. It doesn't matter if I just woke up. Anyways, my rose is that I just started iron injections. <laughs> Woo! And I already feel a huge difference. I've only had two so far, or I actually, I think I just did my third one and I feel a huge difference. Um, I think I have to do five of them. I think it's like 50 milligrams um, per shot. And yeah, it's been great. I'm excited. I'm so excited because I think after like the second one is when I really started noticing my energy was coming back. So I'm just hoping and praying to God that my body absorbs this iron and that I'm able to just go on with my life because having low iron will literally make you feel like you're going crazy. Okay. Now, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into why I started this podcast and what led me to Christ. So um, I can definitely say that I grew up in a Christian household. Um, we were umbrellaed under the Christian denomination. I won't give out specifics like the name of the denomination that we were in because I obviously don't want to offend anyone, but I will say that they focused a lot on the outside appearance rather than what was inside of your heart from, from what I learned. And so I never really knew that anyone could have a relationship with God up until I was around 17 years old, 16 to 17 years old is when I saw that modeled for me through my mom. That's around the time that she had left the church and she started classifying as just a Christian. And so at that point, um, she really modeled for me what it looked like to have a relationship with Jesus. And that's when I really started to get to know him. Um, I wouldn't even say get to know him, but I kind of learned what his presence felt like. But I will say that around that time, I was definitely getting like pulled in both directions, very lukewarm, actually. And I ended up just completely forgetting about a relationship or having a relationship with God and went into living for myself, living in the flesh. And I was very lost. Now, I want to say between 21 years old and 25, I was not only lost, I was broken to little tiny pieces. I was very depressed. I had so many friends. I was always hanging out with people every single day, but I was so lost, so lonely, so depressed all the time. And, um, around this time, I also met my husband. So we were dating at the time. Yes, I was still very much depressed. And, um, and we were really struggling with my lifestyle. You know, he's a very 
he is a type that just has a routine, his day-to-day routine. Nothing can mess up his routine. If you know anything about my husband, Matt, by the way, yes, I'm married. I have two kids, Elijah, who is three years old and JJ, who is two years old. Yeah, that could be why I'm going a little bit crazy, but I'll get into that in a different episode. So yeah, um, uh, at the beginning of our relationship, we very much so struggled with my lifestyle. He lived a life that was very routine-like, and I lived a life that was just like spare the moment, go and do this, get drunk, go party. And so I ended up getting pregnant with Elijah. Matt and I got married. We got pregnant again. I had JJ. And around this time, I was still kind of, you know, drinking and doing all the things, living for myself. My marriage was definitely falling apart at this point. I didn't I honestly didn't think I wanted to be with him. I don't think he even wanted to be with me at this point. We were both very much so living separate lives, but living in the same home. And I just remember praying to God. And this was the first time that I had prayed in a a long time. I said, God, if you are still with me, if I am not too far gone, show me. And that next week, I kid you not, he warned me that something was coming. Now, I don't want you guys to get the wrong impression I'm not saying that God caused all of these things that I'm about to explain to happen to me. I'm not saying that he caused all of these bad things to happen to me. I I actually just said this story in a group setting the other day and this person was like, no, God did not cause this to happen to you. And he could not understand what I was saying when I said that God allows bad things to happen sometimes so that he can use those for good, use those for his glory. And I can definitely say that Everything that has happened to me within this last year has definitely been used for good. And I am so grateful that all of these things happened because it all brought me closer to Jesus. So, um, so yeah, God warned me that something was coming and the next week I got this piercing migraine. This, it was, it was a constant migraine. It came out of nowhere and it lasted about eight weeks, eight weeks of a constant migraine, went to sleep with it, woke up with it all day, every day. It was so, so painful. And, um, I think about two weeks into this constant migraine, I went to the hospital and they said that everything was okay. Sent me home. I think around six weeks, I went back, did an MRI. They said everything was fine. And they just said that I was having like postpartum anxiety. So they gave me medication for migraines and it broke the migraine, but I was still feeling very sick. And, um, at that point, I mean, my whole body was very weak for like, it felt like every single week a new symptom was coming up. So I was feeling very weak, very tired, always sleeping. Um, I started having pain in all over my stomach, all over my body. I mean, by the fifth month, I started fainting and I ended up in the hospital again and the doctors found fluid surrounding my heart. And I thought, okay, thank God, like this is the reason why I have been feeling so sick lately. But no, it was not the reason. It was just an underlying symptom of something else that was happening in my body. And so it took about eight months for the doctors to diagnose me. I went through different specialists. I went to so many different hospitals, um, different cities, everything. Nobody was able to help me. And um, I finally found out what was going on with me, which I'm not going to share in this episode, but I am definitely going to share in the near future. So I hope that you guys will keep joining in. But I will say that throughout these eight months, <laughs> I 
pretty much lost almost every friend that I had. Um, none of my friends really knew what was going on with me. Nobody really checked in on me because I wasn't the girl who partied anymore. I wasn't the girl who was in the scene anymore. I was always the girl who was at home sick and nobody ever really knew what was going on with me. But I will say that although I lost pretty much every friend that I had within these eight months, I had never, I never felt like I was alone. I never felt like I was missing out. Um, I always felt like God was right there with me, carrying me, helping me, pulling me. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful season of isolation. And it was very necessary for me. Um, I know it's controversial within the Christian community to say that isolation is necessary for some people. And I think it depends on the person, right? I think it depends on the group that you're surrounding yourself with. The group that I was surrounding myself with wasn't the best group. They weren't leading me to Christ. They were actually leading me to destruction. Um, I mean, we all have our own say, right? We all have free will. And my choice was the road of destruction. I very much so was going down a path that was leading to death. And there was so much inner healing within those eight months. There was so much healing within my childhood trauma, healing emotionally, healing um, spiritually. So many of those tough questions were answered. The questions that I thought nobody could ask God, because how dare you ask God a question? You know, that's how I grew up was to have this unhealthy fear for God and that unhealthy fear turned into a respectful fear for God, a healthy fear for God. God doesn't want you to fear him in a way that makes you push him away or scared to go to him. God does not want you to have that type of fear for him. And so that's what I really learned in this last year. And I'm still going through a season of waiting. Um, and I feel like we should honestly make it more common to ask each other, what season of life are you in? Because isn't that so important to know? What season of life are you in? I'm in the waiting season. I'm still in the waiting season. Yes, I am still going through the healing journey. And it's gotten to the point, though, where I'm okay with where I'm at because I know that I don't need healing to believe in God. I know that if God were to leave me as I am right now, I would still follow him. And I really wrestled with um, what God promised me at the beginning of all of this. You know, at the beginning, when he warned me that something was coming, he also told me that I was going to be a conqueror. Those were his specific words. And I wrestled a lot with this within this past year and a half, because it's been a very long and rough journey for me in this last year and a half. And thinking of when God called me a conqueror, I always thought that that meant that he was going to heal me. And so I always had that mindset of he's going to heal me because he told me I was going to be a conqueror. And I just came to the realization that I have already conquered this because the devil did not have his way with me through this sickness. He did not have his way with me. You guys, it got to the point where around the seventh to eighth month, I was very depressed. I was very depressed because of 
the fact that I was sick, not because I hated my life. I loved my life. I thought I had an amazing life with my kids and my husband, but I hated being inside of my body because it failed me every single day. And so I was so depressed to the point where I became suicidal at one point and had to go and live with my mom and my kids because I couldn't take care of myself with my kids and my husband being at work. Um, And so I would definitely say that I have already conquered this because the devil did not win that day. He did not have his way. He did not convince me to the point of ending it all. God has already finished this. Jesus defeated this on the cross. It may have made me fall like five or six times, but I got back up every single time and I never let the devil have his way to the point of turning away from God, turning away from my faith. And I remember one time just crying to God and I was like, God, don't you know that if you were to heal me, I would be the happiest person alive. And he said, remember how you were when you were healthy. And when I look back to who I was, when I was healthy, I was that girl who was surrounded by so many people but she was still so depressed and so alone. I was that girl who was looking for satisfaction in all of the wrong places. And I can truthfully say that I'm satisfied when he fills me every single day. And it's a daily thing. It's a daily thing that I go to God and I ask for my cup to be filled by him and not by the world. Because when we try to fill our cups with the world, it's like there's a hole under our cup, right? And, you know, social media is pouring into our cup and it's just falling out from the bottom and our cup is still empty. You know, we go to our husbands, we go to our significant others and we ask them to pour into our cups and it's just still falling and our cups are still empty. You know, we go to finances, we go to the way that we look, we go to all of these things to bring us satisfaction and ultimately nothing can fill our cup like Jesus. And so when we go to him every single day, every single morning and ask him, be the one to fill my cup, there is no better satisfaction that comes from the living water that goes into that cup. And when he does that, it ends up overflowing because you have so much. And so that's what I feel like I'm living in right now is my cup is overflowing with so much joy, so much love, so much healing. And I'm ready for my cup to pour out into you. And I really believe that that is what God calls us all to do as Christians is to pour into other people. Don't save it all for yourself. Don't save it all for yourself, you guys. I remember when I was really struggling and I remember messaging this one girl and I think she was like the only girl that I had followed that really, I felt like really had a relationship with God. She was always going to church and posting about it. And I was just hoping that she was going to invite me to church without me like really even asking. And I'm not putting this on her because ultimately we have free will and it is our decision on whether we want to pursue a relationship with God or not. And so um, I just remember like she stopped replying and, and the conversation really went nowhere. But now looking back at myself, just not knowing how to find God where to go. Like, obviously I could have just gone to church myself, but I was really looking for somebody to like almost drag me along. And if I have to be the person that drags you guys along, I will, 
I will happily be that person. And that's why I'm saying don't save your cup for yourself. If your cup is overflowing, pour out into this world. There are so many people who need to hear the gospel, who need to hear that they are loved, that they are loved so much so that somebody died for them. They need to hear that depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all of your health issues, all of your trauma, all of your pain, all of your suffering, all of this has already been paid for on the cross. And all you need to do is seek God. People need to know that you don't have to come to the altar perfectly. And I think that that is a misconception that people get about having a relationship with God. People think that like you have to do all of these things that ultimately in God's eyes mean nothing. All he wants is your heart. He just wants your heart. He wants you to seek him and then everything else, he will figure it out. He'll figure it out. It's not up to us to figure out all of the logistics, all of the behind the scenes things. What am I going to wear? What? Am, how am I going to act? What am I going to say? That's not for us to figure out right at this moment. All you need to do is call out to him. That's all you need to do. You guys, if you are just going to listen to this episode, I would want you to know that, oh man, you are so loved. <laughs> You are so loved. I don't know what your perception of love is. Maybe you have been abandoned, hurt, betrayed, but there is a love that runs so deep. It fills every single empty space in our lives and it brings satisfaction. If you guys were to just listen to this episode and none of the others, I would want you to know that. Jesus is coming back so soon. We see these biblical prophecies that are coming to pass. I'm not going to name them all, but you can open the books, the book of Revelation and see that what was written thousands and thousands of years ago is here today. And so that's really why I want to start this podcast as well is because I'm going to be held accountable for every relationship that I have, every encounter that I have with a person. And I want it to be meaningful. I am so done having meaningless conversations. I'm so done having meaningless um, uh, relationships. I want to get to the point where every person I encounter is going to know about God. The enemy is working hard to lie to everyone in this world. And I want you to know that you don't have to believe those lies that tell you that you are not enough, that you have to come to the altar perfectly clean. I just want to apologize on behalf of those who call themselves Christians and in reality, their actions show that they are full of hatred, full of judgment. That is not what it means to be a follower of Christ. And I hope that Every time you listen to an episode of my podcast, it just brings you comfort, it brings you healing, and it just points you to Jesus and the love that he has for you. The whole reason why I called this podcast Graciously Saved is because we are saved by grace through faith. It is not from our own works, meaning there's nothing that we can do, no religious act nothing that we can wear. There's absolutely nothing that we can do to earn salvation. We are saved by his grace, nothing else. 
I remember just being so confused last year when I was really navigating what it meant to have a relationship with Christ. Um, and I just remember doing all of these like religious works and reading X amount of chapters in the Bible just to check it off my list and go on about my day. And God was really showing me that all of that was nothing in his eyes. Um, I remember, and God speaks to me a lot through visions. Um, it's one of the spiritual gifts that he has given to me. And one of them, since we're talking about um, religious acts, was me preparing this horse for him, right? And it was supposed to be like a sacrifice. And it was a beautiful, big horse. I don't know the names of all the horses could have been a stallion. I have no idea. I just know it was big and beautiful. And so I'm walking the horse over to his house, to the house of God. And I knock on the door and I'm like, here, God, here's my sacrifice. And when I looked over, it was a dead rat. And so right then at that moment, I was like, wow, what I think is acceptable to God. He's actually looking at it like a sacrifice that is just so dirty and smelly. And so when he gave me this name, Graciously Saved, I really started meditating on that and meditating on the verse that says that we are saved by grace through faith. And I was just like, you know what? There's nothing I can do. Like there is really nothing that I can do. I have to want to go and read the word because I want to know more about my God. I want to be in the word because I want to know what the armor of God is, not because I I think that if I do all of these things, like I'm going to earn salvation and get to heaven, like that's not, that is why Jesus came was to eliminate the religion and to be the bridge between us and God. He came so that we wouldn't have to do all of these religious works because it was not working out in the first place. Why would it work out now? And I, I really learned a lot about everything that I'm talking about in this season of waiting. And that's why I say that God can use something that looks like it could be so bad and use it for something good. He quite literally takes what the enemy meant for evil and turns it for good. And that's exactly what he did with this season of my life. I am so grateful that it happened because had it not, I don't know what my relationship with God would have been like right now. I'm almost certain that I wouldn't have fallen in love with Jesus like I did. I also know that my marriage probably wouldn't have lasted had I not gotten sick. I know that God used this for so much good that has already happened. And I know that he's going to continue using it for good. And I'm just really hoping that you guys will continue to listen to the episodes to come because I know that God is going to use this for healing. I know that he's going to use it for restoration. And I'm just beyond grateful that you guys listened to this episode. That is it for my little testimony teaser. I really hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and I hope to see you in my next one. Please comment below. Oh, that's my first time saying that. Comment below if you have any topics that you want me to touch on. Thank you guys so much for watching and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.